Welcome to the CC Broadcast, a part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. This week we'll be hearing from our radio preacher, Reverend Steve Kramer, and his message, Some Reassurance for Children of the Light. Oftentimes we need a reassuring word to ease our troubled minds and help us keep going. Well, today's passage from God's Word has an important word of reassurance for us to hang on to. We begin our worship in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray together. Almighty and ever-living God, before the earth was formed and even after it ceases to be, you are God. So rule and govern our hearts by your Holy Spirit that, always keeping in mind the end of all things and the day of judgment, we may be stirred to holiness of life here and now and live confidently, trusting in Jesus Christ, in whose name we ask this. Amen. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only need on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Today's reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, there's peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. I saw a woman wearing a sweatshirt the other day which read, I need reassurance. I thought to myself, don't we all? As human beings, we can be a bit insecure and uncertain about things, so we find ourselves constantly seeking reassuring words from others about all sorts of things such as how we look or whether people like us or love us or whether we should take on some challenge or how we are doing on some project we've, we've taken on, or decisions that need to be made. And we could add many other things to this list. And some of these things are small and even silly enough so that we can laugh at ourselves over them. But some are quite serious and deeply trouble us and bring us down. Then there are the ultimate big picture Issues that I didn't even include in this first list. For instance, the matter of our mortality. That's a big one. What will happen to me when I die is a troubling subject for many people. And right along with this question is another matter some uh, that uh, disturbs some Christians and even non-Christians alike. What will happen to me at the end of the world? What about Judgment Day? Thinking about the end times can cause some of us deep consternation and make us feel insecure 
about our status before God. We have an example of that in today's letter from Paul. It comes from the time of the early days of the church. And the passage is meant to be a reassuring word uh, to troubled hearts. Paul's assistant, Timothy, who had been sent back to check on the health of this new Thessalonian congregation, reported to Paul that these new Christians were doing fine, but they were anxious and confused about their future, about death and the end times, and what would become of them. They were somewhat familiar with the writings of the Old Testament prophets who predicted uh, the day of the Lord, that day which will be a day of judgment and destruction when the wicked and disobedient are punished. And these Christians are feeling insecure. We're not perfect. Have we done enough to escape that kind of thing? Uh, I've run into many Christians myself along the way who have fallen prey to that kind of insecurity and confusion when it comes to eternal matters. They say, I hope I'll be okay. I think I've been good enough, but I guess if I'm being honest about it, I'm not sure I've been that good of a Christian. I haven't been a very uh, faithful Christian. I mess up a lot, so maybe I'm Maybe I'm barely on the bubble in God's sight. I don't know. And I think to myself, what a horrible way to live out one's days in this world. In our passage, Paul puts on his pastor's hat to reassure them. He responds to these anxious questions that they have. He says, as regards to when, you don't need to have me write to you about this matter. You know there's no need to stand around fearfully looking for signs of its approach. You, because you know that Jesus said that only God knows the answer to when the end times will come. And it will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. But then he goes on to say, and, and yes, it is coming. And I'm sorry to say there are many people, unbelievers in Christ, who are presently enjoying a false sense of peace and security that this world offers. And they believe it will last forever. Well, they will experience the coming judgment negatively as sudden destruction, as sudden painful labor pains, and they will not escape the wrath to come. Some people are rather uncomfortable with this side of God, a God of wrath. But keep in mind that in Scripture, God's anger is never arbitrary or malevolent. It's not like human wrath. It's, uh, it is his settled, controlled, holy antagonism to all evil in this, once, which, in this world was, which was once perfect. And when humans reject him and behave in ways that undermine his designs, for them and the world, he does not instantly punish. We see that in Scripture, but allows space for repentance. For as Scripture says, he's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. But when there is no repentance, a turning back to him and believing in his son Jesus Christ, at some point God will say, Enough. I like this quote from C.S. Lewis. He says, there are two kinds of people, those who say to God, thy will be done, and those to whom God says, all right then, have it your way. Paul then goes on to say two important words after describing those uh, who don't follow Christ. He says, but you, as if to say, 
You know, you're a totally different matter from these folks with a different ending. Paul points out that the Christian's assurance about the future can be grounded in two things, our status and our destiny. First, he talks about our status in Christ. He says, but you're not in darkness for that day to unpleasantly surprise you like a thief who comes in the night and robs you. Darkness, you see, is a symbol of the realm of sin and evil and estrangement from God. It's Satan's dominion. That's how it's described in Scripture. There are people in this world living in darkness without the light of Christ. They stumble around lost, confused in their thinking about God and life and not knowing right from wrong and maybe following other gods and idols like materialism or power and pleasures. And In fact, Jesus said some, some of these people are known to prefer living in darkness. Here's how he put it. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. And people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. This is the judgment. Did you catch that? The light has come, but people love darkness. Paul then goes on to remind these Thessalonians and us of our status, whose they are in Christ. He says, because of Jesus and your relationship with him, you're no longer under the power of darkness. Instead, you are now all children of light and children of the day, living in the realm of God's light and salvation. You see, Jesus is the light of the world. And as people who have come to him in faith, you now live in the light of Jesus Christ in the midst of a dark world. You belong to him. You're citizens of his kingdom of light. Through faith in Christ, who died and rose again to rescue you from sin and death and the power of the devil, consider yourselves delivered, redeemed, transferred to his kingdom of light. That's what Paul is saying here. In another New Testament letter, he puts it like this. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So followers of Jesus are children of light and day, not darkness and night. And ultimately, your future is bright. And then Paul says, and in the meantime, while we wait, confidently be who you are. Children of the light and of the day, walk in the light of Christ, confidently serving him and the cause of the gospel, always knowing whose you are. He talks about uh, wearing the armor of faith, which means trusting firmly in Christ for salvation and, and the Holy Spirit's help as we wait for Christ's appearing. Uh, we turn to him in prayer and study every day. Uh, he says, wear love, sacrificially pouring your life out for others, walking in the footsteps of Jesus, who loved God with all his heart, soul, strength, and mind, and neighbor as himself, letting them know. So we let them know what, what God in Christ has done for them. There's hope. Hope is simply confidence that God's in charge and has a final word over me in this whole world. And yeah, it may look scary. Children of light are held in the strong hands of God and nothing can snatch us from that hand. So after 
Paul reassures us about our status in Christ. Then he goes on to reassure all Christians about their their destiny as children of light in Christ and where our hope really rests. Listen to these words again. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake, which means alive, or asleep, which means dead, we might live with him. Get that? God uh, has not destined believers in Christ for, for his wrath, but to receive salvation through the Lord Jesus, who died on that cross and rose again to save us. He did this, he says, so that whether we're awake, alive in this world, or sleeping, we might live with him. Now, and forever. An eternal relationship is given to those who place their trust in Jesus Christ and what he's done for them. We live with him then forever. Our destiny is set as followers of Jesus, not because of anything that we have done. No, no, don't go there. But because of what Christ has done for us at the cross and the empty tomb. That is our blessed assurance. Christian author Max Lucado tells a story that captures this truth well. The 1989 Armenian earthquake needed only four minutes to flatten the nation and kill 30,000 people. Moments after the deadly tremor ceased, a father raced to an elementary school to save his son. When he arrived, he saw that the building had been leveled, and looking at the mass of stones and rubble, he remembered a promise he'd made to his child. No matter what happens, I'll always be there for you. Driven by his promise, he found the area closest to his son's room and began to pull back the rocks. Other parents arrived and began sobbing for their children. It's too late, they told the man. You know they're dead. You can't help. Even a police officer encouraged him to give it up. The father refused, and for eight hours, and then 16, then 32, then 36 hours, he dug. His hands were raw, and his energy was depleted, but he refused to quit. Finally, after 38 wrenching hours, he pulled back a boulder and heard his son's voice. His, he called his boy's name, Arman, Arman, and a voice answered him, Dad, it's me. And the boy added these priceless words. I told the other kids not to worry. I told them if you were alive, you'd save me. And when you saved me, they'd be saved too. Because you promised, no matter what, I'll always be there for you. Listen, friend. God, our Heavenly Father, has made the same promise to those who trust in His Son, Jesus Christ, who reassures us with these words, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. Would I have told you that I go and prepare a place for you if it weren't so? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And Jesus also promised in that same talk with his disciples, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So yes, the rocks will tumble. Yes, the ground will shake. Yes, there will be a great tribulation. But the child of God need not give in to fear and hopelessness. 
For we are promised our Father will come to us and take us to be with him forever. Good news. Reassuring. But notice, Paul doesn't end his thoughts here. There's a final word to his fellow Christians. He says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. The troubles and challenges of this life have a way of chipping away at our faith and confidence and turn, turning us into anxious and uncertain people. It's just a fact. We tend to leak hope. As Christians, therefore, we have the God-given responsibility to help each other out along the way and build each other up in the body of Christ with these reassuring words that Paul has just given us today. Oh, how we need words like these from one another in Christ's church in order to confidently carry out the mission he's given us until he returns. For these words comfort and encourage and strengthen and keep us focused on the big picture of God and where it's all headed. As your brother in Christ and as a preacher of the gospel, I hope I've done that for you today. Or maybe reawakened you to come back to, to Jesus if you've strayed from him. I've done my job as Paul has instructed me. Now I encourage you to do your job. To always be ready and available. To encourage others in your church with the reassuring words about whose we are in Christ. Children of light and where we're headed. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank and praise you for the reassurance you've given us in your holy word today. By the power of your Holy Spirit, <clears throat> help us to cling to it and be ready to share it with our fellow believers as well as those who have not yet come to faith in Christ. In his name we ask this. Amen. In Christ alone my hope is found He is my light, my strength, my soul This cornerstone, this solid ground Firm through the fiercest drought and storm What heights of love, what depths of peace When fears are still and striving cease my all and all Here in the love of Christ I stand In Christ alone Who took on flesh Fullness of God in helpless babe this gift of love and righteousness Spawned by the ones He came to save Till on the cross as Jesus died The wrath of God was
Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Amen. Hi, this is Matt Reister, Executive Director for Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. We're here to proclaim Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world and to promote the truth of God's Word. In addition to this weekly broadcast, we want to mention two podcasts which you can listen to for free on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our mobile app, the Christian Crusaders app, which can be downloaded from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. The CC Podcast Daily Dose features short devotions from an overview of the Bible and the CC Podcast Conversations features inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. In fact, here are some excerpts from those interviews. Here's Ron Gruber, a former motorcycle gangster and murderer. But I grabbed that thing, and after I, I got myself psyched to a point, and I mean, I cracked that hammer back and put it against my head, and I, I heard it just like you and me are talking. Don't kill yourself with that gun. 
you kill yourself with me. This is Christian singer-songwriter Michael W. Smith. You know, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's one, that's, and you don't like God to humble you, and I've been there. It's not fun. <laughs> I'd rather do it myself. And here's Michael W.'s fellow Christian artist, Stephen Curtis Chapman. And mm. I feel like when people say, man, your music has encouraged me in my faith journey, it always just reminds me, again, of how God can use just about anything. You know, he can use Amen. a hillbilly from Kentucky. And here's former Hawkeye and current NFL player Ike Butker. I just remember running routes. Me and this this one other kid are running routes. I don't like to talk great about myself, but I destroyed anybody that they put up against me. Like, <laughs> I, dro- I didn't drop a single pass. You can listen to those interviews and over 60 others, as well as our daily Bible overview devotion and this broadcast, along with archive broadcasts from former preachers on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our free mobile app. Today you've been listening to the broadcast transmission of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. We're one of America's longest-running radio ministries on the air since 1936. We are completely donor-funded, and donations are tax-deductible. They can be sent to 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or made online at christiancrusaders.org. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast. We'll be here again next week at the same time. And until then, may God richly bless you.